Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Galloroff. Welcome, Welcome to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. We are the pop culture professors. You know it. We are smart people talking dumb topics. And that smart person talking dumb topics is Caitlin Bitsagai. Hi, hi. And that one is Lauren Brickman. Hello. Shockingly, we have both taught classes at the college level. In fact, I just got out of a three-hour faculty meeting. Wow. You are really mm-hmm. living the life. I am living the life. And, you know, the show's called We Stand Together. You want to give me a quick, quick def of Stan? I would love to. You know, for the Stan stands at home who might be tuning in for the first time and wondering, did they forget the D? Is it We Stand? No, it's We Stand because a Stan is an obsessive fan of a particular celebrity or ship or, you know, on this show, we decided you could stand anything, truly. You know, anything from a sweater to an essential oil. Right. Now, people hate it when we talk about essential oils and sweaters, so... (laughs) We should try to move on, but we probably won't. We never will. We never will. (laughs) Well, what are you standing this week, Lauren? You know, Caitlin, this week has been a week that has shook me to my very core because I thought I knew who I was. Like, I thought I knew. (sighs) And for as long as I have been an adult woman with autonomy, I have been an adult woman who has chosen not to become part of the Bachelor Nation. Like, wow. I've never seen you, an episode you of didn't Bachelor. Apply. You didn't apply. I didn't for apply. I, I don't have a visa. I don't have a visa. I am not. I am not welcome in the borders of Bachelor Nation. But, you know, there were all these whisperings about this new season of The Bachelorette. And I did something I told myself I'd never do. I watched an entire episode of The Bachelorette. And now I am all in. I am in. Yeah, it was good. I'm I'm hot and cold. I'm a frequent visitor to Bachelor mm-hmm. Nation, perhaps not a full resident. But this was, I think, it's that, like, the COVID isolation we're all feeling. Yeah. And especially, it's, like, weird, like, because they're just watching something from, like, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about it that's fulfilling. And she, her dad passed away. Her mom is yeah. suffering from Alzheimer's. It's like, oh. We want to see her find love, Claire. And I won't lie, the image of the man arriving in a bubble. Right. It was what did me in. I was like, well, now I have to t- I have to see what this I know. Is. And when she says I just met my husband, that was chills. And I, I thought, chills. was that editing? 
No, because no. Chris Harrison comes out of a bush, I think, and is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just said it after <laughs> Dale. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. That's all I yeah. have to say. Well, I'm, I'm keeping it basic as well this yeah. week with my stand-up and keeping it broadcast reality shows because, guys, I'm back in on Mass Singer. I am back <gasps> in on Mass Singer. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it was, last season got rocky. Yeah. They, it's like, somehow they got a hold of our group chat with friend of the show, Lauren Ashley Smith, and it's like they've heard our demands and they are serving. Absolutely. And by in, I mean, not just watching. I've unfortunately tweeted at Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg some ideas I have, (laughs) (laughs) which I now think are wrong, but I haven't deleted them. Uh, I just was, (laughs) I was convinced the owls were Sugarland for like three hours. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, Sugarland. Jenny say Sugarland. <laughs> oh, I do love it. It's so fun. It's so it's back to being so fun. And I will say Brian Austin Green is the reveal on Brian Austin Green, I'm never gonna be the same. Like it was it gave me chills and I'm freezing. That was a great one. And now with this with dancing, <laughs> dancing with the stars too. I mean, we we've got four or five hours a week that we have to dedicate. Everything in the world is awful except reality television. Reality competition television is having a moment like it has never had before. True, true. And speaking of... (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I pointed to myself. We have our guest today. You know him from Game Show, from Los Culturistas, and of course from Hot Dog, Matt Rogers. <laughs> I feel like I hijacked that. By the way, no one can see me at home. Podcasts are famously not a visual medium, but I have been really excited about everything you're Go talking about. Go for it. Well, are you watching these shows okay, as well? Yes, but not the Masked Singer. Um, that's like that's like the last level for me. Mm-hmm. Like. The mass Singer is my big boss. It's like <laughs> the last thing I'm going to have to like see if it defeats me and it, it will. will. It will. But, like, You'll be tweeting at Robin Thicke in no time. Oh, truly. I can't believe you. A, I can't believe you tweeted at Jenny McCarthy mm-hmm. Wahlberg and B, I can't believe you referred to her as Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg. <gasps> like it's just too much. The 90s are fucking rolling in its grave. Well, it's because um, you don't watch the show. On the show, she's respected mm-hmm. as Mrs. McCarthy Wahlberg. I love that for her. I love her journey for the, with that. I'll she'll always be Miss Jenny McCarthy almost carried to me, but I am supportive of her and her sort of stepping forward into her life and her destiny. But I will say this, The Bachelorette I'm so happy that you guys are watching it because I, too, the other day, it was literally 6.45 p.m. <laughs> and I was, like, doing something else and, like, a commercial came on. It was like, The Bachelor is tonight. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. You know what? I'll, I'll, do, I'll dedicate I'll do my life. To- <laughs> and isn't that what's so funny about COVID? Yeah. It's like, you can just kind of say, like, yeah, I'm willing to commit mm-hmm. 30 hours of the next few months to this show. Yeah. Because you know it's it's not just about watching it. It is about activating yourself within Bachelor Nation mm-hmm. online. Yes. Yes. And I used to not have time because I was commuting. And now I don't commute, so I have time for The Bachelor. There's no such thing as commuting any longer. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have to worry about it. And also... <laughs> 
Claire has really won me over because I'm not only mm-hmm. rooting for her to find love, but to also become an A-list film star after this. <laughs> to me, she has it all. A-list. She's the, now the light, the center of my world. <laughs> and that one that one shot, that was her seeing Dale and being like, I think I just met my husband. Emmys. Where are the Emmys for The Bachelorette this year? And Chris Harrison coming out, like, fucking wiping the sand out of his eyes, being like, so what happened? Well, what happened was, host, etc. The fact that he literally popped out of those bushes like a bridge troll was the wildest thing I've ever seen. Well, think about this. If COVID is one way for us, what's it like for him? I mean, well, he's really got nothing. He's got to sit in that bush. Like, well, also, after what he saw can happen to Tom Bergeron on Dancing with mm-hmm. the Stars, my guy's keeping the job. He's oh, in a you bush. you better be believe he's on his toes. He's on the bush. He's like, what bush do you need me to be in? I'll, I'll go in any bush as long as I can keep the gig. Yeah. And he is, We. I feel like, maybe we talked about this on our podcast, but um, which is called Lost Culturistas, <laughs> but, what, but, but we discussed how Chris Harrison is the only host for The Bachelor mm-hmm. because you're never going to be threatened by him like to be more charming or better than any of the guys or the guy on the show. It's just like, it's, it's kind of like like a passing win. You know what I mean? He comes in, gives the information, leaves. No one even remembers him coming or going. It's like he is so perfectly mediocre, average, nothing that he's the only person to present that program. He's probably gotten away with so many crimes because no one can remember... <laughs> How, like any details to give to the co- authorities afterwards. Well, could you describe this man? Um, he looks like the host of The Bachelor. Well, this could be sixteen point five million Americans. <laughs> Ma'am, he's already crossed the state line. He's gone. He's escaped. <laughs> we can assume he's somewhere somewhere else. We can never know. Wait, did I ever tell you guys my my Chris Harrison story? No. <gasps> this is the perfect time. Hey, well, this is the, here. Here's actually the tea, as the kids say. <laughs> So, Sudi and I went to Vegas because I was a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Right. Um, And, yeah. So, Sudi was my plus one because they don't do phone a friend anymore. They do plus one because I guess they finally figured out that with this age of the internet, I go cross-eyed. Anyone anyone at home could be Googling answers. Anyone. So, they had us go out to Vegas, which actually that was fun. It ended Mm -hmm. up being like a vacation that Sudi and I could have. They were like, Here's the deal. So w- suffice it to say, you're sitting in a green room all day. You're going insane. They're playing reruns of Once We Millionaire on a loop until it's your turn. The last thing you want to do when you finally get out there is play that game. Right. So you go out there. He's the host. He's miserable. He's barely talking to anyone. He obviously like is just like existing minute to minute. And there was this weird moment where after I finished recording my first episode, because I was doing okay, they had to make it so that I would come on for to the next day mm-hmm. aka i had to go change clothes and come out for the second episode so i went to go change my clothes came back out and i had to do an entrance because it was a new episode and i messed up my entrance and i kind of turned to the audience and did like a well like a cartoonish like oops like and they laughed he didn't like that <laughs> so when i did the entrance again he went to go shake my hand and he did that thing that Trump does, <gasps> which is when he, you shake hands and he pulls you in. <sighs> and I came off my feet. <laughs> I came off my feet and you sort of see me like get pulled toward him. And um, then you see me, You this is online. You can see me sort of round the 
the like pedestal that I'm at, and in my eyes you can see I'm like furious because he just tried to like straight male white bread white man dominate me in front of all these people. And he also is that guy who during like you know when they throw to commercial and you're like fake talking to the yeah. host. Mm-hmm. He literally says, and now's the part where we talk for fake and <gasps> the commercials going and so we'll just not even not even actual talking. So he is a monster. And so I don't I don't ever feel bad (laughs) for anything that's said or done towards him or about him, because I know I know firsthand account. He's not so great. He's not so great. (laughs) Wow. And those vocals lead us into today's topic. Wow, the hijacking I've done already. Sorry. No, it's, I, as you can it, see, it's, as you can see, I'm drinking a pumpkin spice cold brew. We it's kind of perfect. I know that you can't actually see our run of show document, but it's like you can because you keep teeing yourself up in the best possible way. Well, girlfriend, here's the deal. I'm here with my basic sisters, and this is these are basic <laughs> sisters on a pop culture podcast. This is what I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Caleb is like, I, I had to ask you to be on We Stand Together. I was like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, we got it, we got to do it. Well, listeners, we're talking about Mariah Carey today. Mm-hmm. I mean, this woman whom we are all a stan mm. of. You know, Matt, we like to... Lambs. Yes, we're lambs. lambs. We're part of the lamely. This is lamely time. We like to put our listeners at ease by giving them some credits, g- getting a sense of, of who are you to speak on this topic. So, Lauren, who are, who are you oh, to boy. speak on Mariah Carey? Well, I famously... <laughs> who are you to speak I famously, and yes. I will say famously a third time because it was famously, uh, performed a duet, um, and I don't mean vocal duet, I mean a dance duet, um, to the song Fantasy by Mariah Carey with my childhood friend Olivia in our third grade music class talent show. And that is right. It was a talent show just for our class. We didn't even invite our parents. But I think that performance gives me the credentials to be speaking today. <laughs> I I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is that the album <laughs> music. Wait, can you ask her? Can you, Lauren, can you ask her who are you to talk about this? I just <laughs> Yeah, I will. It. Caitlin, who are you to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, actually. I'm someone who in 1993, uh, when the Music Box album came out, I was shopping with my grandmother at the mm-hmm. Green Tree Mall in Clarksville, Indiana. We went into Sam Goody. I saw that this had come out. I followed her around the Sam Goody, like buy this for my birthday, which was not for mm-hmm. three weeks. But I was like, get this now for my birthday. Can we get this for my birthday? Can we get this for my birthday? She got it. And then she was like, all right, now you'll get it on your birthday. I was like, absolutely not. We're listening to it in the car. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I harassed my poor elderly grandmother into buying me things and then demanding that we listen to it on August 31st and not September 17th. And here's my question. I distinctly remember holding the cassette in my hand, but it was 1993 and we definitely owned a CD player. Why did I get the tape? <laughs> Because they were so fun. The tapes were the tapes were like the easier way to do it at the time. Well, and so. also just because every car had it, it's right. easy. It's more universal. And CDs, we yeah. hadn't really figured more it out universal yet. You know, yeah. CDs hadn't had their six-year moment yet. Yeah, because yeah, there was a long period where like if you wanted to listen to CD, you had to do that in the family room. You couldn't be in I your bedroom I think that's probably a, a good player. point. Probably in my bedroom. And not everyone just had a Walkman. No, you know what not, I mean? ever, like, not a those CD were, Walkman. Those were like luxury items. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. All right. Well, exactly. Matt, who are you to speak on this topic of Mariah Carey? 
Well, um, outside of the fact that she was, that actually Music Box was uh, one of the first albums that I knew my dad liked mm. and that I kind of picked up from him besides Jimmy Buffett, which is a whole <laughs> other story and a whole other We Stand Together episode. Um, and besides the fact that Mariah Carey's Rainbow Tour was my first concert, Ooh, I would wow. say what really qualifies me to speak about Mariah is the fact that on September 11th, 2001, I made my mother take me to the record store after she pulled me from school because the terror attacks were actively happening. And I said, well, we have to go to the Virgin store and get Mariah Carey's glitter. And she said, they're going to be closed. I don't think you're understanding what's happening right now. We're under terrorist attack. And she said, and I basically let her know that she'd be under attack in her own home if we didn't go right then to the store and get the Mariah Carey Glitter soundtrack album, which came out on September 11, mm -hmm. 2001. It cannot be overstated enough in its comedy and its factuality. Um, but I will say that the people that were working there were absolutely floored <laughs> that this gay of a child was this demanding of his mother on September 11, 2001, which we didn't know was 9-11 no. at the time, but we had a good sense was, was you know, 9-11. And so um, I did get that album, and it was a comfort to me as I um, sort of blocked out the world's changing. So I would say um, all these things, but mostly that latter fact qualifies me to be here today. I think absolutely. <laughs> and we have all read her new book, mm -hmm. The Meaning yes. of Mariah Carey. And I, mm -hmm. I don't really want to talk to people that haven't read it moving forward in my life. No. Or listen to. Oh, it. of course, yes. Oh, I listened. I, the oh. uh, the audiobook is stunning. Chef's kiss. It's it is a it is a raise the bar for audiobooks moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll never. There's no going back for audiobooks. Like what she has done has just changed the game forever. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I can. I'm gonna get choked up just thinking about like those little moments when she gets choked up. Like yeah, yeah. It's she's just, so <sighs> emotional throughout it. It's so good. And I love when she cracks herself up. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and I, which happens a few times. I love it. It's true. It's so good. I my favorite thing about the Audible app is that you can bookmark those moments and go back just to listen to them. So I kept like capturing the little oh, sounds. I didn't see that. I, that's a genius feature. It's I didn't know that. The greatest. So I've gone back. I went back and listened to her singing "White Rabbit" like eight times. <laughs> mm. Allison, so good, so good. Well, you know, I think I, I think it's pretty evident that we are dealing with uh, the epitome of what it means to be a lamb today. And so, Matt, we're going to we're going to put your lambness to the test in a Ooh, little. Yes. We got a little game called Name That B-Side. Now, oh. <laughs> I know that you've been listening to the rarities. And so yeah. uh, I know that I know she's on heavy rotation for you, but we've got we've got five clips here that we think you'll probably know but like maybe it'll be fun if you don't. So. Okay, all right. But the thing is like the here's the here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Just to preface, there is so much Mariah so much. Uh, there's hours and hours and hours that like I've definitely been kind of like revisiting the older stuff and the rarities. I've I've listened to a few times, mm -hmm. but we'll let's see how okay. I do. Okay. Yeah. I I will preface this by saying I tried to make this hard, but I don't know if I succeeded. Okay. So, well, we'll, we'll see. see. Um all right, so <laughs> Kate, we're going to go ahead and play clip number one. You know me well, we go too far back. How could anyone else compete with that? So I just can't help feeling sentimental about things in a past. 
Okay. Okay. Do we know this one? Is that cool on you? It is unfortunately not. Uh, yeah. I, what is it? Uh, it was a song that truly I didn't even know was in the catalog until we were putting the show together. It's called There Goes My Heart. Yeah. I, I believe don't know. it was for Japan only. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I was like, I was like, is this a song from the rarities that I like haven't haven't indulged in? It, yeah, you'll find I might not know Japanese beasts. <laughs> and really, what you're doing is you're attacking me. This is a so full attack. Actually, this is a full attack. This actually is. I've now recognized this for being what it is. Is that you've come on here, you sort of puff me up. You think, oh, we got. You think, oh, like. Etc. Etc. He thinks he knows his shit, and you're gonna bring Japanese B sides into it. It is a Japanese so just B side. To know that yeah. Moving forward, you are my enemy, but I guess keep going. Yeah. Or uh, so if you are looking to get uh, acquainted with the song, you can find it on the Japanese release of Charm Bracelet. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. I, I feel like it's going to get easier from here. Uh, let's check out this. I can say this. I was sort of, in terms of eras, I was not too far off. You were not too far off. You you were you were definitely. Because she was singing in her vo- in her more, um, let's just call it her, let's just call it her 2003 voice. Yes, she was in, she, you felt the year. You felt the year. <laughs> All right. We're going to get clip number two going for you. I don't know this either. <laughs> what is that? I promise you, if you can say the lyrics, you'll get it right. A real for me. Oh, yeah, you can hear it. It's for real, for real. For real, for real? Yeah. Yep. Uh, what album is that from? That's from Equal E equals MC squared. It was a bonus track. Okay. Uh, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> There are hours of music. See, here's the thing about Mariah Carey. Once you get into B-sides, it's like you listen to them and then you can't keep listening to them because you'd be here all day. Well, I know it's COVID, but like I have Bachelorette to watch. Okay, so we have to get this done by uh, four days from now. But let's play track three. Oh, my God. Y'all. <laughs> Definitely older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's showing his work. He's showing his work. <laughs> All right, stop. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? Um. Is it? Do you think of it? Yes. Yes. yes! It's yes! Do you think of me? This is from the rarities. Yeah. So, th- so I knew this because. I have been listening to the rarities and not that's kind of taken the place of the Japanese B sides <laughs> and sort of, um, you know, E, e equals MC squared <laughs> bonus. tracks. Yeah. Um, I have been listening to the rarities and this is, this is sort of that classic Mariah 1993 mm-hmm. sound. Yes. Originally on dream lover. Yeah. This was one of those songs that as a kid, I always loved and was always confused why more people didn't 
love this song. So when I saw it was on Rarities, I got really excited. Yeah. So th- this is like um, that. That's that's like a good solid B side, yeah. and it, it, its inclusion on the Rarities is canon. Okay, so now that we're on speaking terms again, uh, we have uh, we have another one that I, you know. Oh fuck! All right, okay. We'll see. How many in total? Five. There's fi- five total. So we're on. Right, we're good. on four so out of five. I, I do. I still have the opportunity to get a majority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and if I get two out of five, that's a great batting average. It's so oh, good. Oh yeah, it's it's. it's such I, a good I would get in the Hall of Fame with that batting average. You would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, let's let's get you in the Hall of Fame with this fourth clip. Just had to prove my heterosexual knowledge. Baseball, everyone. Sorry, Dirk, Dirk Cheater. I lay away sometimes, scared to close my eyes, and I wonder where I left myself. I lost the will to fight, and the night melts into morning. Still, it's cold beneath the sun. And I'm too frozen to run Everyone's in a while Is it called Somewhere Deep Inside? No. What is it? Um, it's called Right to Dream. What is this from? So I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me upset. It's from now, having listened to the audiobook and read the book, you'll know what a pivotal moment in her life working on the film Tennessee with Lee Daniels was. Oh, come on. Are you did you actually play the song from Tennessee? That's the song from Tennessee. Bitch, I, I, I'm coming to your house with a pitchfork. That, that's it. I, I'm really I'm on my way. I'm, I'm wow. out. He's putting his shoes on, guys. I'm getting scared. Okay, I'm sorry. All I've seen of Tennessee is the trailer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, maybe this fifth clip will get us. I, I yeah, maybe. I really, I really <laughs> hope this. Maybe. <laughs> I'm so scared for my yes, life. My Play this. Was going crazy because I had high heel shoes on as always, but um, I don't mind if the shoes are trampy. It's just the top. I oh, love. this is her interview on Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah! Yeah, uh, I don't mind if the shoes are trampy. It's just the top. By the way, Rosie O'Donnell was on one in that interview. Yes, I watched the whole thing, and it—it's weird because she goes on to say, like, "Well, I was—I dressed conservatively for the first five years. I was in a field. I was in a field." Yeah, she was like in a field, like wearing flannel, like then, sort of head to toe covered. It's crazy. Yeah. And then she's like, "Well, can you talk to Britney Spears about how the way she dresses?" And Brad's like, "No," and also, I don't want to. I, honestly, like, if you really look back at like um, all those, the way that she's asked any question mm-hmm. at the time, it's really true. Like, you were on the side of the host being like, "Well, she is dressed like a tramp," and now you look back and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, this is actually the reason for so many of our current problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the way we treat women, like shit for everything because if she was dressed conservatively she was a prude mm-hmm. and then if she shows even like a little cleavage and some navel it's like whoop, 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 whoop. oh totally like i we talked about this in book club last night like 
I hadn't watched the clip of Mariah on TRL since I was a teenager, right? But I remember watching her on TRL and Carson Daly telling me that she was crazy made me be like, oh my God, she's crazy. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, went along 100%. for the ride and then wa- rewatching it yesterday, I was like, there's nothing that weird. Like, nothing. Like, sh- well, by today's like, standards, no. No. But that's the whole thing is it's like, Right at that time, like the, we they were we were so on the edge of our seats to get women, mm-hmm. especially successful women, especially like women of color. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that was like right around the time when the Bobby and Whitney stuff was yeah. happening too. It was like these women could not have been bigger or more giants in their fields. And then, you know, just life life happens to them, and everyone can't wait to fucking rip them apart. There's a rip them weird apart. Yeah. thing that Rosie does throughout that interview of like talking about how she doesn't sleep enough which we now know is is probably because she had manic states mm-hmm. but rosie's like why don't you go to bed and it's like rosie who gives a shit when this other adult goes to sleep i mean rosie uh you know she's 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 also a, a certain type of person absolutely so i mean what you're watching are two two very big personalities yes. in the in their moments Ab- and uh, absolutely yeah Ugh. All right. Love to them both. Well, Matt, congratulations. You really crushed uh, that game. Uh, two out of five. Two out of five. You got your You're in the Hall of Fame. You're in the Hall of Fame. Honestly, yeah, that's good. My name's on the wall. Uh, but just to be safe, we are going to take a break so I can lock my doors and we'll be right back. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Okay, I have successfully barricaded my door, so you can come to my front door, Matt, but you're not going to get in. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I wish I was an expert scaler, but I'm not. <laughs> well, Matt's plans are foiled, but <laughs> I'm going to carry on with mine, which is to present a thesis on Mariah mm-hmm. Carey. This one, you know, I had to, while, while reading the book, I... The comparison came in my mind and I had to talk about it. And my thesis is I think Mariah Carey should do an album, write and record an album with Dolly Parton. And here's why. They really remind me of each other. I'd never thought about it. Been a stan of both my whole life, but I never really thought about all of their similarities. Uh, Like, the fact that Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Monroe was the big, big inspiration for Mariah Carey. And for Dolly, it was the town tramp. She loved the town tramp. And she said she wanted to grow up and be her. And there's a certain aesthetic that they both are like attracted to and that you see that they have developed over their performance careers. They're both writers. They're both just prolific, crazy writers, crazy yeah. songwriters. Um, and they're both Christian. And I think they the way they talk about it is very similar to me. And when Mariah was talking about her Christianity, I was thinking about Dolly's song, Jesus and Gravity, which she oh. wildly was. Yeah, I love was that her song, finale yeah. song when she played Radio City in 2014, which is just like if you haven't seen a Dolly concert, folks, we've said it before. You have to go. She calls audibles during <laughs> the performances. She tells the, the crew to move speakers. She's ending with Jesus and Gravity, which was like a new song at that time. I mean, it is kooky stuff. Um, and there's that song starts. Uh, I'm to the point where it don't add up. I can't say I've come this far with my guitar on pure dumb luck. And that really reminded me of like this with the confidence that they both have that is mm-hmm. like, yeah, Mariah's a diva and stuff, but it, 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 it it's backed up. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. It doesn't come across crazy because they're both so talented that it's like, yeah, you would mm-hmm. feel that way. Um, and there was something uh, interesting reading the book to me that like, uh, Matt, you mentioned on Las Coltrices that your, your mom, uh, like mentioned you might like Mariah Carey before you were a fan and you, your dad on the album. Like for me, cause I'm a little older than you, like Mariah was like my first thing that I like discovered on my own. I'd say outside of like family. And like, mm-hmm. then I started hearing that it's like dorky. <laughs> and I remember just being so self-conscious being like, Oh no, was my thing. Did I choose wrong? <laughs> that it was dorky to like. Mariah? Yeah. 
it was because she made like adult contemporary yeah yeah exactly it wasn't rock you know it wasn't you know alternative i mean this is the early 90s so right right right, and i think it it sort of started me on the journey of like feeling self-conscious about my taste or like my tastes Mm -hmm. aren't good enough or okay which is so what this show is like very much about is celebrating what we like is what we like. But I think even that, even knowing that, even having a show that's about that, I still have internalized that so much that I slightly, I think, expected somewhere in her book for her to address what other people think of her music negatively, which is insane. I'm so glad she didn't. And Mm. she's not thinking about that, which I loved. Like, she doesn't know that random people thought she was dorky in 1994 and who gives a shit and even though i know that i don't think i like had internalized that and i think that what's interesting about dolly is like dolly is now like everyone would say they love dolly parton i think she's become like canonized because people do know she's a songwriter which people i feel like are still just learning about mariah carey which i think is crazy weirdly enough yeah um but there was a time where she was like kind of dorky too like i think she was thought of as lamer like through the 90s i guess well the 90s were just full of judgment i guess so um and well i mean think about what was cool it was like anti-mainstream yes yeah exactly which which ultimately which which weirdly enough was very mainstream. yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) when you look back but i think now with this book like i think mariah might move into that dolly category where it's just like a national treasure and accepted mm-hmm. reverence. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I would love to see them work on something together. And here's what I'm going to say. It might be bad. <laughs> you know what though? When you said that, I thought that actually works because I believe the tone of their voices would sound nice. Yes. I do too. Now, neither of them has veered really in out of genre. Like they don't really do that. They stay in their lane. So I don't know exactly what it sounds like. It could be horrible, but the truth is, and what I love about both of them, they're so prolific. It doesn't matter if it's like, oh, we did 12 songs. Yeah. They were kind of crummy, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just write a hundred songs tomorrow. <laughs> like I yeah. love their work ethic. And it's like, I feel like they could, they both could stand maybe to take a chance because it's like, there's just no, they're on the, like, they can't, there's nothing they could do. They could each do 10 terrible albums in a row and it doesn't, it's never going to outweigh all their contributions to music. So let- Yeah, Robert De Niro's out here doing bad film after Thank bad you. film. He's still Robert De Niro. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Also, Dolly doesn't have kids and I feel Mariah could use a more stable mother figure in her life. <laughs> <laughs> they could Genius. enter each other's lives. Well, you know, Dolly, Dolly's got Molly. That's true. Mm-hmm. She's got her hands full there. Yeah, I'm not sure how hands-on she is with that one, though. So That is an interesting preposition. So, and yeah. I think that the comparisons between them are quite apt. So Good I'm thesis. asking you guys, yeah, do you, mm-hmm. do you want to hear this album? And if so, what kind of music do you want them to make together? I mean, if this is an album for me personally, I want yeah. them to do a holiday album because both Mariah uh, and Dolly, to me- I didn't even think of that connection. To me, like Christmas doesn't start until I've heard Dolly's album and I will listen to mm. Mariah's Christmas album 365. So the idea of them coming together to create the new Yeah, I want I want a holiday album. Yeah. I think that could be that actually could be within the realm of possibility because I think that Mariah is working on a new Christmas project because you saw that Instagram mm-hmm. 
photo of um or twitter maybe it was of the three chairs that said yes. AG, MC, and JH, yes. which we can d- probably deduce is Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson, and Mariah Carey, either doing some sort of filmed special or some sort of music video, something. So Mariah has something in the works for Christmas this year. And it's going to, if judging by how the year has gone for her so far, we're probably going to get quite a moment. It's going to be huge. If they put out an original song together, that will be a number one Christmas. Song. Like, can you like, oh, can you imagine? Yeah. They're they are both queens. Hundred percent. They are queens of Christmas, and they could do it. Oh, I get chills just thinking about it. Joining their yeah. Oh. oh, I was talking about Ariana, Jennifer, and Mariah. That song. Oh, that, well, that was one's number one. Be great but too. but Dolly and Mariah. That's just like it's, you're so right. Those are two geniuses. I mean, you forget about the fact that Dolly wrote who you can consider Mariah's biggest contemporary, Whitney Houston, her biggest song. And that's a Dolly Parton song. I mean, so let's not pretend like Dolly Parton can't write a song for a voice like Mariah Carey. And also that Mariah Carey can't hop genres because it's revealed in the book that she did that alternative grunge album (laughs) in the mid nineties. So there is actually a, to me, the stars are aligned. Yeah, Yeah. And you know what? I did my research for this, which was just Google Dolly Parton, Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. And I cannot really find anything other than Mariah Carey doing the Dolly Parton Instagram challenge. Like they don't, they've never spoken about each other. They they have remained in separate orbits. And I think it's kind of crazy. I do think Whitney is sort of the one link and it's, it, I don't know. Here's my impression of Dolly Parton um, being asked about Mariah Carey. I like Mariah. She can write a great song. And I really like a great song. So in that way, I feel she's kin. <laughs> oh, wow. I really thought wow. that. That made me really happy. Wow. You know what song I love? Dream Lover. I love that song. <laughs> you know what they both have? And Hero, Hero, you know, I actually sang it. I sang it for my some kids. I sang it for some kids. One time, I, 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 there were some there were some kids. They were sick, and I sang "Hero" for them. It was the one kid's dying wish. I sang "Hero" by Mariah, and so she'll always have a very special place in my heart. Uh, uh, wow, oh, wow! That kid died. He died the next day. And I sometimes think that me and Mariah, we did that for that pain. Wow! That was beautiful. You know what? They both love butterflies too. They've both used butterflies a lot throughout their career as like a symbol. There's that. So do a new butterfly song. I know, Kaylin. I can't wait to read your fan fiction about this. It's going to be called Two Butterflies, and it's all about them. It's it turns out to be a slash fic because they fall in love. And every sentence earns with ends with comma. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic. Uh, well, that's my thesis. Thank you guys uh, for going on the journey with me. <laughs> I, I think I think it's a solid sound moment. Yeah, I'm, amazing. I'm, I'm excited for this next game. Okay, me too. Another game. Another <laughs> game. So I'm very. Excited. This one is it's impossible for you to to lose. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Ooh, uh, that was a roller impossible right for there. you <laughs> to lose. This game is impossible. For you to lose. <laughs> well, we'll see. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's really more of a journey we're going on together. So, mm-hmm. Matt, we're going to have you cast Mariah's Kennedy Center Honors performance. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, thank God. 
Mariah Carey oh. inevitably will get the Kennedy Center honors. And oh, if you, my God, I just got so emotional thinking about. If it. you, well, it's happening. If you don't watch this show every year, uh, they have the biggest American stars in the arts uh, are awarded the Kennedy Center honors, and then they are presented with sort of a, I guess. Tribute performances, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, they get an amazing necklace. That's yes. true, too. <laughs> Huge necklace. And they get to sit next to the president. Mm-hmm. And right now, of course, we should also say that they're not happening right nope. now because of A, COVID, and B, our president being fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And so they happen, but the president doesn't go. And so there's like a lack of luster around the Kennedy Center honors right now. But maybe we can hope Joe and Jill will show up next yeah. year and we can get this back on track. But we're going we're gonna to restore the Kennedy Center honor with the yes. glory by by presenting Mariah. I think this will be the comeback for Kennedy Center. So we have come I, up with a, so. a, a track list and we're going to ask okay. you Ooh, to yay. name who you think should perform this in front of Mariah. Um, right, of course. And of course, it can, you can put people together as a duo or a group because they do do that sometimes. Okay, love that. And I may have some notes about the track oh, list. We have that follow-up question of... <laughs> great, 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 great. So the first song is Fantasy. Fantasy. Okay, I have to. I have to say, I would love to see Ariana Grande open it up. With yeah. Fantasy okay. Because I think that that would get it started really mm-hmm. well, and I also think that the verse melody would just sound so amazing on Ariana. Yeah. And I also think that you could have a really cool moment where you throw it to the screen and you could play ODB doing the <gasps> verse. And I think that would be really cool and emotional. I think Ariana doing fa- the fantasy vocals while you threw it up to ODB because you cannot replace no, 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 no. Um, so I think that that would be the way I would start it off. Wow. And that would be really emotional. I just got cool. chills. That is amazing. Yeah. Oof. And I, Ariana has to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. What about Always Be My Baby? Always be my baby. Um, you know, always be my baby. I think it would be cool for somebody male to do it. Ooh. I think that, um, do you remember years ago on American Idol when David Cook did always be my baby? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking at yes. you. Um, but because I know you're an Idol fan. Not him, obviously. <laughs> but always what be my if baby. it was? What if- <laughs> What if we had someone like Lionel Richie, like a ballad? <gasps> oh. You know what I mean? Like someone like Lionel Richie kind of coming in, someone that like, you know, is like an iconic male R&B singer mm-hmm. singing Always My Baby in a more down-tempo way to kind of like cool us off of the excitement of what Ariana Grande has just done with ODB, you know? I think that could be cool. Lionel Richie. Okay. Okay. That is... I love it when they're... Contemporary or older too than the artist being honored. You need to cover the whole yeah. spectrum because because this is it's not about who's influenced you. It's a it's about who you've been influenced by who appreciates you. It's about the entire industry coming together. I agree. So All that's right. What, I so what about yeah. what about hero? Hero. Um. I. Okay. I would like to see Kelly do hero. <gasps> wow. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I would love to see Kelly Clarkson sing Hero because I think that that's a wholesome song that matches her. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it, she could just give it that big vocal. And um, yeah, for me, it's Kelly Clarkson. I just want to see her involved in everything. Absolutely. <laughs> what about We Belong Together? We Belong Together. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, I I would like to see Usher. <gasps> Usher. Yeah. I'm all in. 
he should do that he should actually just do a cover of that that would be amazing yeah because that because he he was also like really popping off around that time Mm -hmm. like this is the you know what makes me feel like he could do a really good uh, cover of we belong together the song burn yes um yeah. yeah i think that that sound would be really cool and again we're just kind of you know, to move from Ariana to Lionel Richie to Kelly to Usher, we're kind of getting everyone. Mm-hmm. So, so I, this so far so good. This All is right, I'm really so excited. excited. And he'll be thinking of Chili when he sings it. So just remember that when you see him. <laughs> Woo! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> what about Honey? Let's have Billie Eilish do something cool with Honey. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Maybe wow. that doesn't work, and but but I think that um it could be really interesting. I like what you're saying because it's like if it's not gonna work, let's swing big because we're mm-hmm. either gonna get something that's why not. Yeah, let's swing big, yeah. Why not? Or you know what? Someone like Tinashe mm-hmm. would do something cool with Honey or um uh oh, who's who's like yeah something like that. Yeah, love it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling that. My all. Maybe Zendaya. Who knows? Oh, Zendaya. Oh, my, my all. My all is one of her biggest songs of all time. Um, you'd need, you need someone who could really rip it up. Um, oh, this is hard because you. This is the thing about covering Mariah. Mm-hmm. It's not done. No, it's just not done. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because because it's too scary you know like it's too weird so i would say to cover my all i want someone major i want someone like that that it would be a gag for mariah to sing to watch do it let's have patty labelle or (gasps) or shaka or like um or like um gladys knight you know what i mean someone older that like could give you some age and experience on the song because it's it's such a it's such a huge song. I mean, the last chorus of that is like the best singing Mariah had ever done. Wow. So. All right. What about All I Want for Christmas is You? The entire yes. cast that have yeah. been that have been there coming yeah. out and do it. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think it's gotta be. It's gotta <laughs> be. All right. Those were our picks. What what uh songs would you add or subtract? You know, I don't think we need fantasy and honey. Yeah. Mm. Um, as as much as that's weird to say, I would actually rather see a song like well, you know, I always I always miss Heartbreaker from, any, oh, from anything. Yeah. But the thing is, like, we have the fantasy moment up top, so I actually think that you guys did really well, and all I would do is take out Honey because I feel like it's repeating. Wow. Itself. Um, maybe we could see a When You Believe moment uh, oh. with Jennifer Hudson and um and uh, someone very different from her. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out Marin Morris. Wow, like you know what I mean, like yeah. like something. Marin Morris would be yeah. cool to involve in this in some way because she actually. Here's the thing. So she is like a country artist, but that's a real singer. Yeah, like I saw her live at the Bowery Ballroom a few years ago, and that girl has like moves in her voice that you've not heard on the album that really pop off in uh, live performance. Like, and she shows it off a little bit in um the song with Zed, the middle, mm-hmm. but like her choices are so surgical. And so she's just such a great singer. And I would love to see her do, you know what? She'd be cool singing honey. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, lots of things, you but, know, what um, else would be kind of yeah. iconic if you have one of those like legends singing my all, and then Jennifer Hudson comes out and that legend then duets with Jennifer on, I believe, or when you, yeah, believe. when, 
Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. You know what is I, I what else I was thinking is I'm I'm feeling like there's not enough hip hop involved mm. in the choices that I said, and so maybe we'd have Debrat come out and like you know ju- after all of the stuff oh, that they've been that'd be together, amazing. Like so, maybe she like does a little verse on Honey that she writes. Oh, that would be fun. Or something oh, like that. Debrat, yeah. I love that. Maybe Missy Elliott's involved too in some way, but I'm just like missing missing that element, and I feel like. Yeah. Also, you know that there'd be some like R and B singer that that like um is brand new that that would they would they would throw in totally. there or, like hip hop artists that like we're not thinking of. I feel like, like maybe Donald Donald Glover might do something. Oh wow! Like Childish oh Gambino would be really cool doing um literally any of her songs. But yeah, maybe maybe Honey because I'm sort of looking for something to fill that spot. Yeah. Because I don't I'm not really super behind what I said in the beginning, <laughs> which I already forgot. Um, but he would sound cool singing that song. It does. And to your point, like it does feel like if we're doing the Kennedy Center honors, I feel like for her, Puffy has to be in, in there somewhere. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. Does he perform? Well, still? I was going like... to ask you who should be the the non-singing presenters, because there are. Um, I would. S- maybe he's on. Yeah. Singing. I would say that you Puffy would be cool for that. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe maybe like um somebody who is like equal to or not equal to her but like uh, a contemporary of hers maybe a little bit older Mary J Blige mm. I mean like she should be involved in some way like there, you could get anyone to do that Brian McKnight has to be there somewhere too I love Brian McKnight I mean their duet of Whenever You Call that was on the number mm-hmm. ones yeah. oh my god that was so great and that's that's one of my favorite Mariah songs Whenever You Call and then when he got on there remember his moment mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. back at one oh. <laughs> So okay. good. Oh, the best. All right. I mean, I think we got a hell of a show planned. Maybe Brian McKnight sings my own. <gasps> Ooh, that would be good. <gasps> oh, I love that for them. In his key, that would sound really, really oh, good. We love it. We love. We well, love. Oh, my I God. I can hear it. I can hear it. I can hear it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> well, Kennedy, Kennedy Center, just call us. We've done the work. Mm-hmm. We're ready to direct. Honestly, I would be gagged if that's what it was. I like, bet some of your guesses are going to come true i don't know what i feel like she's entering the decade where that might happen for her oh my god it's so exciting to think about right i mean we you know you know what i might do i might tweet that set list (laughs) and tag you guys so that we put it in the atmosphere absolutely we gotta put it in the atmosphere it's got it's got to at least just be spoken out loud you know what i mean yeah we deserve to hear this like we deserve these particular takes on these songs we've earned it like ariana grande singing fantasy come on yeah and then you throw to the back wall and odb's up there and he does hit me and mariah Uh, i think what will be amazing is watching mariah watch these performers because she's Mm -hmm. not had she talks about the book like kind of only slowly learning that she has fans and i think to see like a 20 minute long performance of superstars dedicated to her i think she will cry and it'll be great well you know that that's really all she really wants is for people to acknowledge her songwriting yeah her acknowledge her impact and so it it has been so slow you're you're so right like it's so weird that she's not it's very odd to call her underrated. But it's true. But I do believe it to be true. Yeah. Um, so to watch this moment happen, like, it's so great. By the way, I've been sort of fiddling with a Tide pen this whole time. <laughs> what a reveal. When when a stain strikes, you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
together. All right, we're back, and I am very excited to present my thesis today. But before I jump in and reveal my thesis, I have a little audio clip to sort of set the mood. So if we could get that audio clip playing. What did you have to do to transform yourself for this role? Well, I had to kind of completely lose everything that is um, me, the celebrity or the singer or however you want to describe me. Um, and uh, that was number one. Like, that had to go out the window immediately. And that wasn't an issue, really. But aside from that, it was like shedding layers of a mask or or just skins, just really, like, becoming um, somebody completely... So that clip was from uh, a press junket that Mariah did for promo for Precious. And I, I... Today I have a thesis because I realized in digging into the meaning of Mariah, I found my own bias and where I've been wrong. As, uh, you know, I claim to be a lamb, but I have been doing Mariah a disservice by not fully embracing who she is as an artist. And by that, I mean, I have judged her so fiercely for wanting to be an actress my whole life. Right. For, since I was a child, I, you know, I saw her in The Bachelor. Right. We all saw The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And with Chris O'Donnell with and Renee Chris Zell. Chris O'Donnell and Renee Zell. And I rolled my eyes. And I remember turning down an opportunity to say see glitter. Because even in elementary school, I was like, what is she doing making a movie? She's <laughs> an iconic singer. She's the Chanteuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I've just really never given her acting career respect, you know. And even when she served us, realness and precious and she delivered an iconic performance in the butler and you know she's done good work but i've just never shown up for her in that space i have never shown up for her and i was i think that one of the things i was most surprised about listening to her audiobook is the passion with which she talks about her desire to act and like getting an acting coach and taking acting lessons and like really wanting and having like technique and like like care and passion and so today I I I have to say I'm sorry first and foremost Mariah I know you're listening and so first and foremost I'm sorry I have been wrong and I am going to put into the universe my belief that you Mariah will win an Oscar for acting I'm putting it out there my thesis today is Mariah Carey is going to be an Oscar winning not just nominated actress and I, 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 because I believe before in her. Before or after J-Lo? Be- before. I fully and firmly believe, and this is, I, I'm going to say this on air, and it's going to go into the history book. I think J-Lo will be nominated, but I don't think J-Lo will ever win, and I think it will be the thorn in J-Lo's side that she will leave this earth never winning an Oscar. And that will be Mariah's greatest achievement, is that she will win one, knowing J-Lo hasn't. And that is the. That's so interesting. Even though she's not familiar with her. Nope. <laughs> I, I, well, that's a new way to say it. I'm not familiar with her. Um, I just bought an I don't know her uh, uh, print for my, for my wall. I'm in a frame. Oh, I love that. Um, I love it's it. going in my, in my house. I, I, I will say this if JLo couldn't get nominated for Hustlers, mm-hmm. a performance for which she was very deserving, and I feel, and 
also hit all the precursors, it just may never happen. It just may never happen. I just and I would I would argue that Mariah probably just missed for Precious mm-hmm. in the way that J Lo just missed for Hustlers. Mariah is so good in Precious, she's and so she's good. such a good listener, and she also like is in that she's part of that iconic scene. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean. That scene, that that, and you could. I mean, everyone kind of talks about Precious, and you know, it's debatable the way people talk about it. Um, and it did win the Oscar for adapted screenplay, but you could win an Oscar just for writing that scene alone, yeah, and allow giving that opportunity for actresses. Um, and Monique obviously is startling in it. Yeah, and Gabourey is unbelievable in it, and then Mariah is a part of that. She's very grounding, mm-hmm. and she's unrecognizable mm-hmm. and the fact that we're able to walk away being like Mariah Carey was good and not Mariah Carey was funny or Mariah Carey was weird or this that the other thing She's like good it's right. so it's such an achievement because it's like the bar is so it's such a weird place when it comes to her on screen yeah you know and I think she- when you when you take into account her public persona and her public failures mm-hmm. in the field it's so such a win for her and she did win an award for yeah um, palm springs film festival sure sure uh but i think like part of it is that like she precious was like undoing so much of the like pr nightmare that had been other like things for her that i think everyone i think she didn't get the accolades she probably deserved because everyone was too busy going oh my god it's not glitter yeah Right. right and but so I have Well ultimately it's like it's it's like that actually supporting actress that year was a little um dense crowded Yeah, I it was a dense like, year. Because also that movie was crowded. They also had Paula Patton mm-hmm. giving a great performance right. in the movie. And I believe that she also was being pushed for awards consideration. Um so there was a lot going on and I believe that was also Maggie Gyllenhaal's Crazy Heart year. Oh, right, right, right. Um, Anna Kendrick, right. Vera Farmiga. So that was um, th- that was a crowded year where many films actually had several uh, like supporting actress caliber right. performances. Yeah. yeah, which is hard. Which is why I I don't think she's out of the game though, because unlike you know if we're comparing her to J Lo, like J Lo really put herself out there and was trying to make the hustlers. Th- she was hustling for hustlers, right? Mm-hmm. So it feels like a little bit more like maybe she deserved it. Maybe yeah. we've missed something there. I don't think Mariah's ever really put all her eggs in that basket fully, nor has anyone on her team. So I, I'm interested to see what happens if she does. And I have a few pitches for projects oh. that could maybe get her there. I love it. I have a few ideas, but then I would love to hear what you think. Um, so my first and and this one could honestly get her the Oscar or a, or a Tony because this is this is a play that I could not stop thinking of when I was re- listening to the chapters about her and Tommy, um, Mariah as Nora from A Doll's House in a modern adaptation. Wow! Right, a modernization of A Doll's wow. House, and um, you know, if Mariah is not interested, I'm happy to direct this production at any college theater program. So just call <laughs> me. Um, but I think I think it'd be iconic. Yeah. My other thought is, you know, she loves Marilyn Monroe. We should do an iconic remake of a Marilyn Monroe movie. There's so many to choose <gasps> from. Uh, one that, a couple that like stand out to me would be like The Misfits or uh, The Prince and the Showgirl. Or even taking Marilyn's final unfinished project, Something's Gotta Give, and bringing it to life. Wow. Those or uh, 
like some sort of aged up version of bus stop. Bus stop would be mm. incredible. I mean, all of these would need like modernizations and some retelling, whatever. But I'm like, let's drop her into a Maryland story. I think that would be incredible. Oh, that's interesting. Um, another one. Uh, and shout out to friend of the show and our graphic artist Mike DeFrancisco, who already has this written, but he has a Medea adaptation that I think Mariah would crush. Uh, M- Mariah as Medea, like, come on, how? iconic uh and then the final one that i have is now especially because she talked so much about her struggles with her identity and growing up mixed and not having the language or like the the support that she needed a fascinating story in history that i don't think has been told and i think there's so much i don't trying to do research to for this pitch i'm like it's there's so much to unpack here but there's all these controversies about where the inspiration for Betty Boop came from. And there was a, a, a white actress who had tried to sue the studio saying that they stole Betty Boop from her. But then the studio, from what I understand, was able to get out of it by being like, well, but you stole your sound from a black performer in the first place. So how can we steal something from you that you stole from someone else? And so the idea of like a whatever happened to baby Jane-esque story of Mariah being like an aging original uh Betty Boop inspiration who was cast aside because of racial injustice. And I just wonder about that world. That is so interesting. So I feel like she could definitely win the Oscar with that story. <laughs> I know, I know what it is. Okay. I, I think I know Uh-oh. what it is. All right, what is it? What is it? So it is a modern day retelling of Gypsy <gasps> set in the music industry. So Mariah plays like a momager, like that di- it did never happen. And I think there'd be a lot to call on with her own relationship oh, with her mother. My. And I, I think you get like someone like Ariana Grande to play her daughter. You get Ariana to play like the dainty June and you get like Zendaya yeah. to play. Yes. To play the one who's like Louise. pops off. Yeah. Yeah. So I I <gasps> think like um that oh my makes gosh. a lot of sense to me. Because oh, wow. the themes are yeah. right there. And also you could make it a musical and you could you could adapt and my Mariah could be a part of adapting the score, mm-hmm. which I don't know how this would go over with like, you know. Sondheim, who's very, still very much living, mm-hmm. but um, and very particular about the way his projects are done. But that story, mm-hmm. um, is timeless. Yeah, and I think that there's so much in this book. Yeah, about that. Wow. And if you think about the women that have done it. You need someone who's larger than life. Yeah. Not. I'm not saying you know go out there and do roses turn the way it's already yeah. the way it's always been done. You could, but I think an adaptation of that thematically mm-hmm. and musically for now, starring Mariah as Mama Rose, Whew. could be really good. I really good. I can't believe I I knew I knew that we were going to find it, and we did. Wow, we found it. That I, it literally just came to me <sighs> while you were talking, and I, I I I sat here and was like buzzing. I was like, oh my god, I, I think that that needs to happen it, it absolutely needs to happen and it could it's it's perfect it perfectly aligns and oh my god now that now that it's out there i will not rest until we have it like it has to come don't to, like, never rest i won't rest either <laughs> like that that's like 
That's that could be really good. And also, like, if Mariah's gonna excel in a project, mm-hmm. it's got to be something like that. Because here's the thing: it's like, yes, glitter was not successful, mm-hmm. but and, we, and we've seen Mariah have success playing these more sort of downtrodden, mm-hmm. you know, quote, quote unquote grounded types because she's able to drop into something grounded. Yeah. We see that she can do that, but Mariah Carey is a part of her too yeah. and she's performed that for so long mm-hmm. so we know that if there's a middle ground between that those worlds it is mama rose yeah. because she is forced into every day nothing <gasps> like sh- you're not moving and shaking you put all your projections onto your kids but also in her mind, she is this yeah. diva. Yeah. You know, so that could be fucking cool. And I just got <sighs> absolutely like, I'm like shaking right now. Like in in Gypsy, it's Louise that sings it. But like Mariah singing Little Lamb, like uh-huh, a remix uh-huh. of Little Lamb. Like, can mm-hmm. you even like, and it's her song. Yeah, I'm telling you, the parallels are all there. Her, <sighs> the parallels are all there. And also it's like, you know, when Mama Rose comes in the room, like, yeah, the kids are the quote unquote uh, talent, but she's the star, Yeah, you know, like, so that is Mariah. It is. You know, is. like, what? And who's ever going to be in a room with Mariah and be the star? No, no one. one. That's why Nicki Minaj was so upset. <laughs> what if she finally gets... Terrence Howard for Herbie. <gasps> Hello. Oh, Hello. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. That's so perfect. Oh my God. Oh my God. And Nick Cannon could have a cameo as Uncle Jocko, the variety show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Mariah and Terrence Howard with like Zendaya as the dog. Yeah. Oh my God. This is too good. It's so good. This is too good. <laughs> okay. I would die if I heard I this. I don't was think happening. we're going to release this as a podcast anymore. We're going to burn this footage. We're going to work all night on this script. <laughs> oh my God. It's such a good idea. I'm so mad that like it's not already real. Like I want to go turn on the cast album. I want to watch it so badly. What if, okay, what if she gets her Kennedy Center honors and she knows she's already filmed this? movie and so she's sitting there knowing she's gonna win an oscar for gypsy while she watches ariana grande sing fantasy (laughs) 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 wait but wait i'm sorry i i can't stop thinking about this zendaya as mariah's daughter and ariana grande is the other daughter who's like sort of that that in a supporting role oh my god and then zendaya saying i'm a pretty girl (gasps) like Oh my God! It's T- so Terrence good. Howard will win as well, but we yeah. won't even notice. But we'll just—it'll be—it'll <laughs> be like Shit's Creek sweeping everything at the Oscars. It'll—it's going to be. Huge. I am on fire about this. I'm so certain that this would be the greatest thing ever made, and it would be just so. Oh my God! Whatever, and 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 just knowing like. Just like giving her the space to be the artist that she is, because like with glitter, like listening to her, I'm like, yeah, it does. Too many. They were they they came for you, and they came for your film, and no one trusted you. And like, just give her space, like give her space, and give her the rights to this property. She will make it shine. Oh. Honestly, I'm. <sighs> I'm I'm so happy right now. These like are... the 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 temperature in the room just went it's up. 15 so degrees. upsetting I'm like, that I'm this like isn't perspiring. real. I mean, there's time. There's time. <laughs> there is time. There is time. Oh my god, who would be the the strippers? Oh my god. 
Oh my god. Oh, uh, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Car- Cardi, <laughs> Cardi, all the girls. Yeah. Maybe that's ha- maybe that maybe a little cameo by Nikki, and, and we winkingly like put that all to bed. Oh my god. Oh my what god. Is- Imagine being J Lo watching this movie <gasps> and just being like, it's over. You just, you just. Well, you know, you know that. The fact of the matter is, this is a project that JLo probably wishes she could do, mm-hmm. but she doesn't like. But then again, you know what? Not because because we are adapting it for modern mm-hmm. musical times. Maybe they could figure something out with JLo. But it wouldn't have the same heart. To, I don't think it would. I I, I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe, but I, mm, I don't know. I don't want. I, here's the thing. I also love JLo. Well, I love mm-hmm. JLo. I think, but I love JLo for what she. Yeah, is. sure. I think. I think JLo is an incredible entertainer and performer. Oh my God, one of the best of all time. She is an icon in her own right, but like I she doesn't have the same artistry that Mariah does. And I don't think it would and I don't I think it would be good. Like it would be entertaining, but like it it's not gonna wreck me like like JLo's Mama Rose is not gonna wreck me like Mariah's Mama Rose is gonna She doesn't wreck bring me. You know the what? bio the, to the, it. Mm-mm. Yeah, that, or or if she does, we don't know. Yeah, it. you yeah. know what I mean. Like this just feels this just feels like larger than life mm-hmm. in the way that it has to be. Yeah, and it would come out of nowhere. And I think that there is the depth there to do it. Yeah. So wow. anyone listening to this, like nobody tell Jennifer Lopez this is we had this idea because we don't need her trying to make this happen before Mariah. We just don't need that. No, and we're open to developing something for J Lo. We can come yes. up with something. We can come up with yes. something. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got you, J. We got your back, J. Lo. We're gonna modernize Sweeney Todd for J. Lo, <laughs> um, and she's of course gonna star in that with also Terrence yeah. Howard. Wow, we're uh, he, we're really we're really feeding Terrence. He this needs is Terrence's it. year. He need. You know what? Sometimes the little guy needs some help. We're here to. <laughs> <laughs> I just th- I just heard in my head J. Lo singing "Worst Pies in London," and I wanted to. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that too bad you said it on air so now you actually have to write the the screenplay yeah, now i'm headed to her house with a pitchfork <laughs> and if she doesn't do it you have a long night of pitchforking ahead of you honey you said it. <laughs> well this has been truly the most fun how fun was this that was really fun I don't think we've ever ended on a higher high. I, I can't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Is this what ketamine feels? Like? <laughs> Just kidding. I know. I know what ketamine. Feels. <laughs> so you know, Matt. If people have fallen into stand with you and they don't already know where to find you, where can they find you? Well, um, you can follow me at Matt Rogers though on Instagram and Twitter. You can listen to Lost Culturistas with. Me and Bowen Yang, little known ingenue, mm. um, uh, which is our podcast, where it's very similar to this. In fact, uh, I'm jealous of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and um, yeah, I have a show out on HBO Max called Hot Dog, which is a dog grooming competition show that I host. It has great people yes. on it. Uh, Jess Rona, who's a very well-known dog groomer. And uh, she's like a celebrity dog groomer, and the incredible Robin. Of Thede, course, we love who is uh, sits to my sits to my right. She's the hot judge, and Jess is the dog judge. And then I have a show on Quibi called Game Show, which is me and uh, dear friend Dave Mazzoni uh, taking straight guys and seeing which one of them could be named honorarily gay as fuck <laughs> in about seven minutes and ten seconds, because that's how Quibi rolls. <laughs> <laughs> and that, all that stuff is out now. Awesome. Wow. 
Well, yeah. Stan Stans, you are so lucky because unlike us waiting for Mariah's mama, you don't have to wait to go check out Matt. There's lots of Matt to consume. Uh, Not as much as Mariah, but we're getting, we're getting there. there. We're, we're, you're very close to Talk to me in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Get Matt's Japan-only releases. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be dead. <laughs> Like I said. <laughs> well, in the meantime, Stan Stans, you can follow us on social media at We Stand Social. We're on the platforms. Get- we'll all be dead, to be clear. Sorry, oh. not to interrupt. We'll all be dead. No, I. I oh, okay, thanks. Thanks. Okay, thanks. thanks. I thanks, was thanks, worried. Thanks. I'm so glad you cleared that up. I was uh, worried I'd have to mourn you, and I, yeah. I won't. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. We all die in one event. Oh, I know okay, cool. Anyway, okay, cool. As, yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry. That's there's nothing to apologize here for. For here? You're right. Yeah. I take it back. Yeah. <laughs> this is an apology free zone. Uh, but you can follow us at We Stand Social on the social medias and let us know what topics should we be covering? What are you standing right now? Because we want to stand about it too. Yeah. We stand social. We, you know, feel free to leave a five star review. Feel free. Feel free because if you're not, what are you about? What are you about if you're not leaving those five star reviews? You stand if you don't stand for Stan, you stand for nothing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So Michelle.